This is 680-CJOB. Hi there, everybody, and welcome to The Main Ingredient. I'm Kevin Bergen. In the last segment of today's show, I'll be talking to Chef Ben Kramer to talk about all of the events that he has coming up this summer. But right now, we are going to listen to an interview I did last week at the restaurant known to have the best view in the city. Prairie 360 GM, Devin Nielsen, and their new chef, Chef Han, tell me about the menu and the restaurant itself. All right, so let's talk about Prairie 360. Let's yeah. talk about what has made this restaurant a staple in Winnipeg for so many years. It's closed for a little bit, so we can maybe visit that and talk about the restaurant, what it is now, present day. Devin, on whoever wants to answer. Well, I think now, um, I think there was, there's kind of that, um, with it being empty for that seven years and people looking up and why isn't there anything in there? What's going on? Was it seven years? Yeah, it was closed for six, seven years in between the Royal Crown and Prairie 360 opening up under, the new, under the new ownership. Yep. Um, so it was a while. So, And there's nothing else like it in the city. You get to come up here and you get to experience everything and see everything. And you have some of those main attractions right right beside us. So you get the, the full view of the forks. You get the new Human Rights Museum. You still get to see the downtown of the Exchange, St. Boniface. And see all the way out to the stadium. Even on game nights, you can see the jumbotron on. So mm-hmm. you get that full view of the city and just kind of what it really encompasses. Um, and I think now too, um, with what's kind of been done with Prairie 360 and kind of that that prairie feel, it's in the name, so it kind of reflects in the food with what's been produced over the last few years. Um, <laughs> so. I think that's the big draw for people is they get to come up and they get to see their city. And then on our end, we hope that the food and the service and it's just the overall 100% experience. It's not just for the view. It's They're coming here to get the taste of Manitoba with those kinds of influences and flares that you'll see in Manitoba with, um, with one of our original menus. You had kind of that Filipino influence. You kind of had that... Uh, the Scandinavian influences, things like that. So it's kind of that revolving aspect of what really makes Winnipeg Winnipeg. So those those ethnic and different cultural groups and things like that. But still that Manitoba prairie kind of feel with the food. Right. I think the view brings them. Like, of course, everybody knows, you know, you can't beat the view. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Like, nobody's touching that. Yeah. But if your food sucks, people are just going to visit once. So obviously you guys are doing something right, right? Yeah. And we don't want it to be that kind of, you're coming in just for the birthday anniversary. It's hey, we have a night off, where are we going to go? Hopefully, it's going to be party 360. Um, we hope that the food speaks to people and that it keeps them coming back. Right. Um, Chef Han. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should ask, ask a Jeopardy question. Yeah. <laughs> um, you are new to Prairie 360. Yeah, I'm uh, two months in uh, so far. So far, so good. Right. How did you come on board? Um, you can give me a bit of the background of your culinary history. I know you said it's Lengthy, but I don't care. I want to hear some it, of Yeah, it. it's pretty lengthy. Like, um, my start of my career was, again, in, in the Winnipeg scene, uh, sushi restaurants for a number of years, corporate restaurants, mom-and-pop shops. Um, I would honestly say 15 years and counting and on, moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just found, I guess... Um, a thing on the internet that says, hey, Prairie 360 is looking for a head chef, so I applied, and I got the job, and here I am now. Two months later, how's it going? Uh, so far, so good. Um, currently making a new menu, mm-hmm. so that's a little tidbit for everyone. Um, a, little, a little morsel? Yeah, and I, 
like the food itself is, uh, I want to bring it back to basics and, and what Winnipeg really is. Because um, right now I know, because I've been living in Winnipeg all my life, and uh, Winnipeg has been pretty much a, a melting pot of culture. So I just want to bring that multi-culture inside uh, the menu or to the menu and uh, showcase that. Right, Devin, you've been here since the beginning. Yes. Since it reopened. Yeah. What's uh, what was it like when it first opened, and has it changed a lot over the over the time that you've been open? How long has it been open now? What five or six years? I think we opened in twenty thirteen. Okay, so yeah. we're coming up on our fourth uh, year anniversary in November. Yep. Because um, we actually opened on Remembrance Day, twenty thirteen. So it's an easy way to remember when our anniversary is. Um, but yeah, I know uh, being part of any restaurant opening, especially something like Prairie Three Hundred and Sixty. It's always going to be a little bit of chaos. It's, it's a fun chaos, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, Must have been chaotic opening since, again, it was sitting there for six, seven years. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you open as a new restaurant. People must have been super interested. Oh, yeah. And it must have been a like, really crazy opening. Well, and I think, like I said, like I'm not from Winnipeg. Originally, I'm from Portage Prairie, so yep. just outside. But I never came up to the Royal Crown, but I remember coming into Winnipeg all the time with my family and always looking up and kind of always thinking, well, I kind of want to go check that place out. And mm-hmm. then, of course, when I'm, I moved to Winnipeg, is the year that it actually closed. So <laughs> wasn't checking it out then. That's awesome. Um, and then actually it happened to be a friend of mine was one of the, part of the management team. Um, he was from Portage as well. I went to high school with him. He was part of the management team when they opened and contacted me to see if I wanted to come on board. So started off as a, a server here. And yeah, no, it's, there's always that bit of fun kind of chaos when you open a new place. You, you don't know what to expect, how busy you're going to be. It's quite busy. Um, right, because it, it isn't what it is for the first few week months. No, you're gonna you have to find your footing. Right, right? like you got to find who fits where, what's working out, what's not working. Right, and being in restaurants since high school, um, this is a completely different kind of beast. Um, since we are spread over the four floors at the top of this building here, mm-hmm. um, so it's the kitchen's on a completely different floor than the main dining room. So it's. It's dealing with those things. Everything, every other restaurant I worked with, you just walk off the dining room and you're in the kitchen. For sure, easy peasy. Yep. Uh, here, it's a, it's a little more complicated than that, but we've found ways to make it work. Um, and it's just it's just finding the right team to kind of be able to execute um, kind of what this place demands. Um, a little more high intensity in that sense, but a lot of our our front of house team has been here since day one, so they. That's pretty good for they've, a restaurant. They've wow. had the sense that the, our main serving serving team has, I started off with them back in 2013, and they, they're still here. And yeah, it's pretty unheard of in the restaurant industry. For especially people. in Winnipeg, man. Well, and especially with an opening team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're usually going to get some kind of rotation through. Big time. Um, but yeah, no, they're they're here. They, they like it. They know that there's great things to come out of this place. So... Yeah, we're really excited to have the new menu and to play around with that and to bring that to the to Winnipeggers. Right. Um, Chef Han, how is that different for you? Are you used to, okay, the, the kitchen is on a different floor, so I'm, a, I'm assuming yeah. you're away from the actual people who get to taste your food. That's yeah. kind of, are you used to seeing people, interacting with people, or is, is that a different Yeah, thing? like I'm in the kitchens I've worked at before, I, I did have... Um, an open kitchen concept feel for most of the restaurants I've worked at. Mm-hmm. You uh, seem like a personable guy, like you're not yeah, the typical chef that's going to hide. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and this, this does 
take a little bit to get used to um, having the kitchen on a different floor, but it just brings back kind of like the communication skills I that I gained over the years mm-hmm. and um, use that to my advantage um, in this restaurant. Prairie 360 is a multi-level restaurant that takes a lot of coordination to make sure its guests have a great dining experience. So Devin and Han are going to tell me how they maintain their high level of service when we return here on The Main Ingredient. Last week I went down to the Prairie 360, also known as the Revolving Restaurant, and I talked to the general manager, Devin Nielsen, and their chef, Chef Han, about how they maintain great food and great service in this multi-level restaurant. All right, let's talk about the restaurant itself. Let's talk about the different levels and different things you guys offer to Winnipeg. So the the thirtieth floor, the thirty first floor, is the is it one of the floors that you guys are on? So we'll start from the top down. Okay. So the very top is the thirty first floor. Right. Um, that space is basically a smaller version of our main dining room. Mm-hmm. So you get the full three hundred and sixty degree view of the city. It revolves as well. Um, since it is a smaller space, we normally just use it as um, kind of a cocktail or d'oeuvre kind of reception area can fit up to 75 people, so it's nothing to sneeze at. You can still have a decent, we have some corporate events that go up there, you get birthdays, anniversaries. It sounds funny you saying, yeah, it's a smaller space, 75, you know, seats, <laughs> you know, half the restaurants in Winnipeg, that is, that's it, right? Yeah, well, it's not seats, so you you got a little more room to play around yeah. with with people standing, but you still get a great advantage of the city, and not, I don't it doesn't seem like many people know about that space because mm-hmm. um, they're looking for those cocktail or dirt kind of parties. If it's whether it's the corporate or the birthday, uh, they just kind of want to mingle with people and mm-hmm. they start asking about the twenty eighth floor, some of those spaces that they've been able to see right. going up to the restaurant. Right. Oh well, why don't you check out thirty one? And then when they see it and realize, wow, we get the full view again, um, and we don't have to be in the, the main dining room for it. Right. And we can still have our own kind of private space. It's. It's just something unique when it comes to private spaces. I've been to some other private spaces in, in the city. Um, they're great. They're beautiful. They do what they can with the architecture. They just unfortunately don't have the view that we have. Right. Um, you said we can't compete with it. Yeah. So, no, it's a great space. Um, we've done some private menu tastings up there before. We've done some wine tastings. Um, we've done a chef's table up there before. So It seems perfect for all that stuff. There's Yeah, there's just so many different potentials, mm-hmm. uh, potential uses for that room. Yep. So I think it's really unique in that way that you get that private space, but you still get kind of the, the main dining room view. Right. So that's great. Okay, let's talk about, let's go down a level. So the 30th floor. Yes. So that's our main dining room. Mm-hmm. Um, that main dining room is quite a bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, it can fit... 200, 250 people for a sit-down all kind of function all the way around. Wow. Um, so we have had weddings of that size. We've had corporate events of that size. And we've just had busy Friday, Saturday nights where we're having that many people. And we try to try to make it so that everyone's getting their, their window seat, that everyone's right by the window. Not that even when you're away from the window, if you're on the inside seating, you still have the great view of the city. Right, it's one big view. Yeah, but it's... It's one of those things, like, people want the window seat, they're coming up to pray through 60. We, we try to ensure that, though, for them. Mm-hmm. We try to give them the experience that they're looking for when they're coming up here. Because right. um, we know most of the time they are coming up here for that special occasion. Um, and once we get them in with that special occasion, we're hopefully wowing them with our, our service and the menu that we currently have, and then hopefully with Han's new menu, that they're going to be coming back on that regular basis. Gotcha. And we've been seeing a lot of that, which is, we're happy to see. Totally. Yeah. Okay, let's go down again. 29th floor. That is the kitchen space. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. So that's oh, so, where. So the kitchen is in between where we are now. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. So that's where all the magic. The magic, magic happens. truly happens. Is <laughs> <laughs> on the 29th floor. Well, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's what happens on the 29th floor. So uh, a new thing that I I brought in was um, kind of like a pre-existing bake shop that I kind of resurrected from the dead. Um, so it's a functioning bake shop now. We do have a, a functioning kitchen again, and uh, everything's good to go on the 29th floor. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, and it's just. It's a it's a huge space. It I've is, yeah. worked in some restaurants with some big kitchens, and it's just yeah. When it's you bring people floor. through and they see it, they don't realize how big it, it truly is. Yeah, so there's yeah. a lot of a lot of room to play around with down there, which is is nice. So how did you feel when you first saw it? Like I'm sure you've been in, you've worked in a ton of restaurants, and that's is yeah. this the biggest kitchen you've worked in. This is yeah. I would honestly say this would be the biggest kitchen I've ever worked in. As a chef, you know I'm not a chef. Is that a good or a bad thing? Do you find it daunting? Like, wow, this is huge. I got a lot to work with. Or, wow, this is huge. Um, you know what? Like, um, in terms of the kitchen size, it's big enough for everything to have its place, to have its home. Mm -hmm. um, so when I walked in and took a look around the first day, um, I found it a little, you know, a little barren. Mm -hmm. um, but I kind of like filled everything up with uh, all the things that I need to move forward for the new menu rollout. And, um, yeah, it's, my God, it's a, a huge kitchen, but it's no, very it's, yeah, no, it's yours. Yeah. Like you made it your own. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, okay, let's talk about the floor, where we are now. Hey, so the 28th floor. Um, so this one actually has a couple spaces on it. Um, so we've got our lounge. When it originally opened back in 2013, it was more of that. This is the lounge. The, that lounge, we're in right the now. lounge one that we're in right now. Okay. Um, they were we were going for that hunters kind of lounge, the the scotch and the whiskeys. Mm -hmm. um, we're looking to create kind of that craft cocktail space now. Mm -hmm. um, so um, Stephanie, our mixologist, bartender, whatever the term is that they're they're using any given day. Yeah. Uh, some people, some of them don't like being called mixologists, some of them don't I like, like being bartenders. Yeah, but whatever you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going for that craft cocktail and um, craft cocktail space. Um, thing that's all the kind of rage that Winnipeg's kind of finally picked up on in the last few years. Um, and I, she's got such a good opportunity with this space, um, with her new menu. It's it's really focused and geared towards what you see out the window. Mm -hmm. um, so based on some of the more historic buildings and sites that you're seeing, um, and she's playing around with that. So kind of bringing the outside back into the space yep. and kind of tying the two together. So we're, we're excited about that um, and getting that going. Um, we also have the, what I call a ballroom on the other side, when people think ballroom, they think grand big room. Ours mm -hmm. is a, kind of a smaller version. Um, if anyone's been in the uh, Fort Gary Place kind of shopping area, it's kind of got that feel with the the, the chandeliers and the, the higher ceilings and the moldings and things like that. So mm -hmm. we can call it the ballroom. Um, it can fit up to 75 people for a stand-up function or 60 people for a sit-down kind of meal. And we use that so for... So your smaller room. One of the smaller <laughs> rooms, yeah. Um, so we, we use that for some of um, more of those kinds of... Uh, sit down corporate dinners or they have the presentations, things like that, right. that they want to be doing. They want to be in that private space. They don't want to be sharing their trade secrets up with the diners up in the main dining room. Mm -hmm. We'll return after the news, weather and sports with more from Prairie 360. 
and talk about the food here on The Main Ingredient on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to The Main Ingredient. I'm Kevin Bergen. Last week, I went down to the Prairie 360 restaurant and I interviewed their GM and their chef on the 28th floor in their Sky Lounge to get a scoop on what's coming up for their restaurant this summer. Um, let's talk about the food. Let's talk about the food presently. I know you can't, you're not going to divulge what it's going to turn into, but let's talk about maybe your philosophy restaurant-wise, what, what uh, the food is about. Um, you guys use a lot of local products. Um, what's the main philosophy of Prairie 360? Uh, right now, uh, the menu consists of a lot of local ingredients from a lot of local farmers and um, local suppliers as well. Yep. Um, I kind of want to keep that going alongside with the new menu mm -hmm. um, with a lot of local ingredients as well. Um, right now, the old menu is a little old school. So my, my vision of the new menu is kind of take that old school feel and bring it up to kind of like a modern day Winnipeg of what it is right now. Right, because you always still want to stay true to what it is, right? Yeah. You know and uh, ultimately speaking, um, modernizing uh, an old school menu uh, can be daunting, but uh, I, think, I think I can handle it. I don't know. Devin's, uh, Devin's liking everything he sees so far. Mm -hmm. I haven't got to try anything yet. Right. <laughs> Looking forward to it, though. Yeah, and I'm close to uh, finalizing everything. So uh, in about a week or two, it should be good to go. And then uh, soft opening would be uh, either June, June 12th. Yep. That would be kind of like my soft opening. Um, just so you guys know, I wear many hats. I'm a radio show host slash food tester. You know, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Um, Doing on-air taste. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. Um, that, that's got to be a daunting task. Like, you know, you're two months in, you know, you guys all are going to revamp the menu. Yep. Um, hey, it was challenging, right? Mm -hmm. But hey, challenge accepted. Right. Thumbs up. Right. Yeah. Lot, look, well, you guys are experienced. Everybody here is experienced. Like I said, you've been here. You're the GM of this yeah. restaurant now, right? Yeah. Which is, uh, what were you when you started? Server. I started off as a server. Yeah. Um, How old are you? You guys look really young. How old are you guys? We are both 29. 29. Yep. You guys look like you're, like you look like you're 18. You look like you do. You look really young. Well, that's because I've been from an Asian society. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, people yeah. say that about black people too, but it just doesn't. Hey, I'm like a hundred, so I don't look like crack. I'm 50. <laughs> well, you guys have a ton of experience, though, right? Like yeah. you've worked uh, worked a lot of places, and you've been here this whole time, so you know the restaurant like the back of your hand, right? Yeah, I don't get lost in the stairwells anymore. I I can find my way up and down. <laughs> I still so do. It, it's going to take a while. Yeah. It's going to take a while. You'll get there. About six months, you'll be there. You'll you'll know exactly where you're going. Well, four months to go. Yeah. Um, Canada Day is coming up. You guys are doing something special for Canada Day. Maybe you can give me a little peek or a little taste of. So on Canada Day is the official menu rollout of the new menu. Yep. Uh, two weeks prior to that is obviously the soft, um, soft rollout. That's or, not so soft anymore so since soft. you just told everybody. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, ticketed event and it's going to be, um, it's not a sit down dinner or anything. It's we're going to have all three floors open up, kind of get to experience all the spaces um, and get to try some of those, those new menu items. More of the kind of bite size grab and go, but yeah. you're going to get to try everything. Um, we're going to have a signature cocktail. We're going to, yeah, it's going to be a party. It's going to be fun. Yeah, especially with the Canada Summer Games coming too, right? Yeah. You're yeah. going to release that menu. The Canada is going to go by and you're going to continue to be busy because yeah. downtown is going to be busy, right? Yeah, we're, well, especially even last summer, you noticed it with the new convention center being done and just yeah. 
the kind of quality and sizes of the, the conferences that they're getting now, mm-hmm. that downtown Winnipeg is definitely booming. Um, it's nice, isn't it? It is nice. I just moved into the Exchange District. It's great. Um, Where did you move? There's some awesome condos around there. Yeah, it's one of the old jeans factories. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's it's great. And it's I really enjoy seeing what downtown Winnipeg is becoming after when I moved here back in 2006 from Portage, like we were always in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. It had pockets of funky things. But you go downtown and you'd maybe go to the bar and then you were right out. You, right. Weren't, you weren't going down there for dinner. You weren't going down there for patios and hanging no. out for some cocktails and stuff like that, but you definitely notice the shift. Mm-hmm. Um, we're obviously not right in the downtown, but we still feel that kind of energy that's been going on in this part of the city. And mm-hmm. I just hope that they, they keep doing what they're doing to keep that going. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll give people some basic information. Do they need reservations in order to go to the restaurant? Reservations are recommended for the for let's in general about, or let's talk about the the main restaurant upstairs, a two hundred seater on the twin, on the thirtieth floor. We do recommend reservations. Right, um, it's always best just because we do to ensure a smoothness of service. We kind of look at how many reservations we're taking every half an mm-hmm. hour. Mm-hmm. So obviously, we don't want to be turning people away when they come in. Um, those Fridays and Saturdays, we do have the lounge for them to come down and hang out and have some appetizers and try some of those craft cocktails. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do recommend reservations, especially if you're a larger group. We just want to ensure that, that we can accommodate you. We want to try to accommodate, accommodate everyone. Um, and that's kind of one of the, the mission statements that when this place first opened is that we're not, we're not going to be one of those hoity-toity fine dining. It's going to be out of everyone's price range. We keep it so that we're hoping that the vast majority of the people in the city can come and they can experience it and they can look out over their city and kind of get get that experience. And mm-hmm. we don't want it to be something that people feel that they, they can't they can't come to and they can't be a part of because we feel it should be open to, to everyone in the city to come and enjoy. For sure. What about um, booking uh, private parties and birthdays and that kind of stuff? Private parties and birthdays, that'd be done through me. So... Um, we've got all the contact information on our website, yep. so prairie360.ca. There's a few ways for people to get a hold of me, whether it's through phone or email. It all gets directed to me some way or another. So, Lucky you, huh? You're yeah, a busy guy. Yeah, so I'm the one. If you're getting a hold of someone at Prairie360 for a party, it'll be me. <laughs> right, and you guys, again, you have a lot of options, right, as far yeah. as you know, where you want to have that party, whether it's a small one or a large one, sit down or a corporate. You guys yeah. pretty much got a room for you, right? Yeah, once... You just kind of give me what you're looking for, and I'll kind of make some recommendations as to what I think will, will work the best for you, but we've got some options to play around with, so which is, it's really great. I've worked at some places where if you're booking a private party, that's, there's only the down. one place to go. Yeah. It's only, you've got this one room, and that's it, and now the entire restaurant's closed for the night. Right. We've got our main dining room, and then we've got three other spaces that can potentially be utilized, so... Mm-hmm. Definitely a lot of options, a lot of potential for people, depending on what they're looking for. That's perfect. Um, what about hours? When are we open? We are open Monday to Friday for our lunch service. Mm-hmm. Um, that starts up at 11 a.m. Yep. We take our last seatings around that one thirty two o'clock mark because we've got to get ready for dinner service. Yep. Um, Monday to Friday, we are open. Um, actually, Monday through Sunday, we're open at 4.30 for our dinner service. Um, the hours during the week. Um, so our Sunday to Thursday, we usually start taking our last seatings around eight thirty, nine o'clock, and then our Fridays and Saturdays we're open a little later, so nine thirty, ten o'clock seatings. Um, the lounge on the twenty eighth floor is open on uh, those Fridays and Saturdays, starting at five yep. um, until late, and then we've got our brunch service on Sundays. Um, so we do our brunch buffet on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, that starts at ten thirty, and then we take our last seatings around that one thirty mark. Gotta nice. get ready for dinner. Yep. Those brunches can be busy. Yep. Um, 
but yeah, so lots Is it really of, busy? Sundays are usually busy? Yeah, brunch? Sunday brunches, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, brunch buffet. Mm-hmm. Winnipegers love their buffets. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. They do. so, yeah, no, it's a busy one, so need to give ourselves some time to, to flip the room for dinner, but yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's uh, definitely another one of those things, too, where if maybe you're on a bit more of a budget, um, it's definitely one of those things where you can come in and you still get to enjoy the city and enjoy some good food, so, yeah. Perfect. Thanks, you guys, for uh, letting me uh, invade your space for a little bit, okay? Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Anytime. And, uh, you know, make sure you take me up on that food testing thing, huh? Yeah. Hey. Right. <laughs> I'm there for you, buddy. Yeah. Well, next time you see me, um, I'll make a couple of things for you. I love you. Thanks, man. Coming up, one of my favorite guests, the talented, creative, and super laid-back Chef Ben Kramer to talk about the great events he has coming up this summer. Talk shortly. Chef Ben Kramer. One of the major drivers of change when it comes to the Winnipeg culinary scene. He has some great events coming up this summer, so we are going to fill you in. All right, let's get started. Let's talk to uh, Mr. Ben Kramer, round two. Let's remind everyone who you are and talk a bit about your culinary history. Your story just cracks me up. You actually <laughs> cracked me up because you just kind of, you're so laid back. You just, <laughs> I don't know, you just seem to have a really laid back approach to everything, which yeah. is a good thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to the people who work with me. <laughs> I guess I can say that because we're in the studio exactly. and there's no food, right? Exactly. Um, so yeah, let's let's go over you know who you are and uh, and what you're about. Yeah, uh, Ben Kramer. I'm a chef. Uh, been in Winnipeg since uh, 2000, so going on 17 years. Uh, grew up in BC. Uh, been here, yeah, 17 years cooking and grinding it out. Yeah, grinding it out. It is a grind, isn't it? Uh, life is grind. Anyway, let's uh, first uh, let's talk about some of your events. Like I went on your site, obviously, like I said to you, and um, you have a ton of events. Table for twelve hundred more. Yeah, yeah. So we flipped from doing nutrition and food for twenty people <laughs> to feeding twelve hundred. <laughs> Insane. Let's talk about that. Yeah, this is uh, what year four for us. Uh, feeding twelve hundred people at one long table. I can't believe you're doing it again and again. Like, it seemed like a big feat the first time. It seemed like it was going to be a one-time thing. Well, it was going to be a one-time thing. Yeah. Uh, it was originally kind of a wrap-up to a design weekend. There was a conference here and such. Uh, and it went really well, and Winnipeg loved it and embraced it, and we decided to keep it going. So, yeah. Like, how can you to... say no? Yeah, I'm sure tons of people that attended it would ask again, right? When... Yeah, yeah. And, we, you know, we sold 1,200 tickets, and there were people that, we're upset that they didn't come, so we're like, let's try it year two, year three, and now we're on to year four. Like, who sells 1,200 tickets to, to a dinner, right? That's a lot of tickets That's to sell. That's a lot of tickets for one dinner. Yeah. 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 Wow. Crazy. How do you staff an event? How do you run an event like that? How do you get the food out on time for an event like that? Uh, lots of clipboards and lots of spreadsheets. <laughs> lots of that non-romantic <laughs> stuff that people, you know... Don't think about when they go to events. Which is fine because they're busy enjoying themselves while you're yeah, doing the work. No, it's great. We spend weeks uh, getting organized and planning and mapping it out. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Okay. So that one takes place where? Uh, different location every year. We announce it the day of, so I oh. can't tell you. It'll be in the downtown area. Uh, if you go to tableforthundredmoreca uh, we're running a contest where if you guess the location, you can win tickets. What if more than one person guesses? Ah, there's some rules on there about whoever did it first. Gotcha. Or more accurate, something like that. All right. Um, June 15th to 17th, Jazz Fest, dinner and a show. Yeah, first year for that one. Um, Jazz Winnipeg kind of wanted to do some value-added stuff, so Mm -hmm. it's not just going to a show. Uh, So we agreed to uh, do some dinners. So we're going to do very similar to the brunch uh, that I do. 
uh, with the free press, but for dinner. So we're going to do a couple courses of food, and then you're going to sit and hear a show. Um, These are awesome events. Yeah, they're fun, and yeah. they're all so different. It's great. I never get bored. For sure. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that's a good one. Again, that one is uh, June 15th uh, at 6 p.m. Oh, June 15th to 17th. Yeah, we're running it for the weekend. So we're doing one of the weekends of Jazz Fest. We'll see how it goes this year. And yep. If it, if it goes well and people like it, then it'll be a, a new thing for Jazz Fest. It's going to go well. It'll be a new thing, believe me. <laughs> sounds awesome. Um, grazing in the outfield. This one sounds really good. Yeah, so we're uh, grazing in the field is something we've done. We've done five years. This year will be our sixth. Yep. So that's uh, me partnering with the dairy producers of Manitoba. We go to a different dairy farm every year kind of do a dairy themed dinner, get people onto the farm and kind of expose them to where their products come from. Have a good meal, have a lot of drinks, have a lot of fun. See that cute little lamb? <laughs> <laughs> it's on your plate. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. Um, it's a great experience. <laughs> so we uh, we're taking that concept and and partnering with the Winnipeg Gold Eyes and raising some money for their foundation. So uh, we're going to we're hoping to sell 250 tickets. We're going to set up a huge table in the outfield. Oh, cool. Right, right yes. The ballpark. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be some ball players helping serve food. The awesome. The team's going to participate. Yeah. I love the ballpark, period. Yeah. It's like, beautiful. whether you like baseball or not, it's a great place it's to be, right? It's a beautiful space. Yeah, it's I was nice. At, uh, Global doing some TV work a couple of days ago, and, and their tower is, looks right down at the stadium. And yeah. Could see the whole thing from the air, and it was just, I got really excited. Yeah, that's cool. That's a great place. So, again, that one is. August 10th? Yeah. 6 to 10 p.m. Yeah, and I think tickets just went on sale for that. Look at this. I'm like right on top of it right now, man. All the good stuff. Well, um, I just, yeah, I uploaded everything on my website. I haven't even told people about really? it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, Farmer's Feast. Uh, St. Norbert Market. Uh, same thing. Dinner. Uh, There's a co- common theme here. Connecting people with where their food comes from. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, I partner with St. Norbert Market. We do a dinner under the canopy where the market is normally set up. And we focus on several farmers that uh, sell at the market. So last year we did five courses, featured five different farmers. We're going to do a similar format this year. What do you mean by featured our f- five different farmers? Like products that from yeah, directly so from we, their farms? Yeah, exactly. So each course was a different farm and a different product. So, yep. you know, we worked with the grass-fed beef guy. We worked with John Boy Garlic, we, you know. Yep. How did they like that? That must be a really good experience for them too, right? It was great. And, uh, you know, really at the end of the day, the focus is the food always. It's about coming out and having a good time and yep. eating really good food. But if we can add a little bit of knowledge to it about where the food comes from and, and why that's important and why that's important to, you know, support, support our local farmers. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like a big part of what I do. So, you know, for me to be able to, preach that a little bit at uh at an event is great i know y'all having a good time and you kind of <laughs> lit up this is a good time to tell you <laughs> exactly. about what exactly. you eat and where your food comes from um okay you know what you've made but it's a perfect it's a perfect these dinners are a perfect way to do that because uh we hit them with really good food first right and then people are like oh man i haven't had a tomato like that since my grandma's house. And then boom. Yeah, Let actually. Tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> Not only no, is this it the good. best tomato you've eaten in a long time, yep. it's because it was grown this way and, you know. Yep. So it's uh, it's education without beating them over the head with it. Too. For sure. It makes perfect sense because they're open to it. They just tasted it. Yeah. Right? And a lot of times they're like, oh, I wish I could cook like that. I'm like, I'm just serving you a tomato from a really good farm. <laughs> that is funny. 
Yeah. Well, that's awesome. 90% of what I do is about sourcing. It's not even technical. Sure, yeah. You have no talent at all. For no, sure you don't. No, mm-hmm. I just buy good products. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, okay, so you're a chef without a restaurant, running a su- successful, well, catering business, kind of, sort of. You know, you yeah. have the great pop-up events and everything. Um, do you think this formula would have been successful 20 years ago? I don't know. Um, not for me. Uh, in the city? Yeah, definitely not in the city. Uh, I moved here in 2000, so 17 years ago, uh, and it was pretty old school. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything was restaurant driven. Everything was, uh, restaurant driven in a, let's buy from a big multinational distributor sort of way. All time. Yeah. Yeah. And it, was, it was a little difficult cause I, you know, grew up in BC where I was getting stuff from a farm even when I was a young cook working for other chefs, just learning. That must've been a hard change coming here then. Yeah. It was a big, big culture shock for me. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Where are we getting this stuff? Well, Who made and, this? And I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't find anything. I couldn't <laughs> find anything that wasn't, you know, shipped up from Mexico or from California at the time. And there was, there was only a couple places sort of dabbling in it at the time. Um, and now it's everywhere. Yeah. You know, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Me too. I'm, I'm super glad that, uh, you know, Winnipeg is caught up and, and, you know, I, I venture to say leading in a lot of ways mm-hmm. throughout Canada right now. Yep. Everything seems to be coming together at the right time. Like things yeah. are developing in Winnipeg. Like I said, the exchange and all sorts of other areas are developing at a nice rate and everything else to service those areas is developing at a nice rate yep, also. hundred percent. And it's, and it's grown so fast here. Yeah. Um, and, and because of that, and because of the support of you know, Winnipeggers, uh, supporting these local restaurants, you know, doing what five years ago was weird. You know, what do you mean you're getting chickens right from the farm? That's I know. We- you know, that's weird. Yeah. So like the fact that Winnipeg has supported that so wholeheartedly and, and supported events like, you know, grazing in the field and table for 1200 and raw almond and all these like, again, seemingly weird things that we're doing. What but do you mean you want me to drive out to a farm and eat dinner out in a field? And now people are tripping over themselves to get there. Uh, yeah, it's great. So because of that and because of that support, I think, you know, Winnipeg is now in a position to, to lead, you know, kind of lead that movement a little bit. It's great. That's it for today's show. So thanks to Devin and Chef Han from Prairie 360. And thanks as usual to Chef Ben Kramer. With summer coming up, it's a great time for you to get out and try a few great restaurants. So I'm going to help you out with a draw for a $25 gift certificate to the Marion Street Eatery. So you can go to kevinbergen.com to enter, and the draw is next Friday, June 2nd. Have a great weekend, everyone, and I'll talk to you next week on The Main Ingredient on 680 CJOB. This is 680 CJOB.